944-16 before 10. You can run, but you can't hide. Alex Hammerstone joins us now, Director of Advisory Solutions for Trusted Sec. About a big announcement by the, the Department of Justice and some some miscreants on the Internet. How you doing, uh, Alex? Not bad. It's a great day. How about yourself? Um, it is a great day. Everything's great. Um, good to talk to you. Happy New Year. I don't know if we spoke to you since the beginning of the new year or not, although it is February. Tell me what the Justice Department announced as it relates to ransomware and how big this is. So absolutely. So, you know, ransomware is a huge topic. It's continued to grow and it, it causes organizations really just tons of problems and costs them tons of money. And the FBI was able to shut down another ransomware group, you know, one of the most notorious ones out there. Uh, you know, somebody that or a group that's, you know, been able to extract over $100 million in ransomware payments in the, the past uh, little over a year. And so this is huge news, seeing the FBI kind of reaching in and, and doing what they call kind of hacking back and shutting down one of these these big criminal groups. Um, Has it slowed down? Because I, I've not heard, I, I guess I've not heard of any big ransomware attacks as of late. And is this as a result of the Department of Justice's investigation or walk me through that if you would or maybe like should i begin with i should begin with this question alex which is has it slowed down the uh, slowed down rather the the ransomware attacks or is i'm just not hearing about them we're really just not hearing about them and, okay. and the sad thing is it's just it's so common and and it's just not news anymore i mean if you look at the amounts and the quantity and how often it happens wow it's just not something that makes the news it, say that again it happens so often now it's not even newsworthy anymore wow it happens that's absolutely true and and, and it will make the news if it, if the target is something that you know like what if it's a you know a utility or or you know when the the ferries were you know, shut down a couple of years ago, something that's unique, um, you know, kind of who the target is, or hospitals, obviously that's going to be in the news. But this really is happening every day to organizations, and it's just not a news story anymore. So the Justice Department is handing out decryption keys. Is that new? So that's not necessarily new. Um, so for a lot of these, the way ransomware works is that these criminal gangs will lock up your data. And then they'll make you pay them uh, to, to get a key to unlock your data. So it really shuts you down as a business. Uh, they oftentimes will have kind of a side thing where they'll also steal your data and then demand a ransom um, for, you, for them to not release it. But, you know, the, for a long time, law enforcement and, and other groups have been able to kind of get access to these decryption keys, and they'll share them with the organization. That's why it's so important to contact law enforcement if you're the victim of a ransomware attack. But not every, uh, you know, ransomware variant has a known key out there. But a lot of them are known. But in this case, the FBI was able to, you know, kind of according to their press releases, get those decryption keys, and then they were sharing them with organizations that had fallen victim. One of which, a hospital in Lake Charles here in Louisiana, uh, they had a data breach, and the FBI was able to help them um, get out of it. So who's winning this battle? Because I, I would presume in cyberspace, man, it's us against them constantly, and I mean the good guys as, against, uh, as opposed to the bad guys. So I, I don't know if anyone's necessarily winning it yet. Um, it's just it, it moves around so quickly. Is it, it a constant? So ba- is it a constant battle, Alex, between the good guys and the bad guys? It is every day. Okay. Uh, it's an everyday battle. And, and the thing is, when when you shut down, you know, one of their avenues, uh, the issue is it's not like these uh, you know criminals go out and find jobs. They don't say, oh wow, I can't do this one thing. I'm going to go get a job. They just find another way to do it. Right? They find another way to break in. They they change their methods. Um, you know, they, they do other stuff. I mean, you've probably seen the huge increase in, 
you know, snail mail fraud. So just kind of traditional mail and mm-hmm. check washing. And, you know, they've moved from spam and, and um, you know, all those robocalls you used to get. And now you get the texts. So they just keep changing their business models. I got a text from a, uh, a medical group here after a doctor's appointment. They want me to make payment, but I, I, no, send me a bill if you want me to pay it. I'm not going to respond to a text. I don't know if that's the newest thing or not. Um, when it comes to uh, scams and the latest thing, now that you bring that up, what what do people need to be on a lookout for? So really, I hate to give this answer, but you have to kind of trust your gut. And, oh, you know, look for anything that just, just feels wrong. Well, right? I don't trust anything, is, Alex, so I don't know how that's going to work out for me. Well, I, I think what's really important, though, is to kind of verify. You know, the challenge is, is, you know, for any of us, I mean, everything's moved online. So it's just countless times a day we're responding to emails or texts or getting bills. And really, if something seems off, you know, just do a little bit of extra research, right? Call the company or, you know, you kind of verify these things. You know, if you're just getting a random text texting you to pay a bill, you know, make sure that that's a company you deal with. And really, if it seems off, call that company. I saw a commercial over the weekend during a football game, I think it was, about somebody in, engaging in some kind of cyber attack. And then they had, a you know, a set. And I'm just wondering how, how much um, equipment, how, how expensive is it to get into ransomware? Or is it more uh, amount of knowledge? Do you need a lot of hardware for that or not? You don't, um, and, and that's one of the reasons that the, these crimes are so popular and why they really are becoming kind of um, the purview of organized criminal gangs. Mm-hmm. If you think about all the different types of crime out there and the possibility of getting caught and the expenses and the employees you need, I mean, these are, you know, you can operate out of a country that doesn't have extradition and, mm-hmm. and fewer rules and just kind of print money. Um, you don't need a, a ton of money to do this. The other thing is the same way that we're seeing software as a service and other things like that. We're seeing a lot of hacking and ransomware as a service. So, so even this group that was just busted, that was what they were notorious for, right? They would write um, the the malicious software, they'd write the hacking program, and then they'd have affiliates, right? Just like normal companies have affiliates, who would then um, send out the the, the malware and, and ransom companies, and then pay a percent, almost like a franchise fee, back to the original group. I mean, it, it's very very organized. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Um. There was one other question I wanted to ask for you, ask you, and that is, are these primarily people that are fluent, and it might be a dumb question, forgive me if it is, that are fluent in code writing? That's where a, that's where a hacker comes from? Sometimes. What are they fluent uh, you know, in? How, how, how do you become a hacker? How does someone become a hacker? Not that I'm suggesting that. I'm just wondering where these people come from. Well, you know, some hacks are just really simple scams, right? I mean, you don't necessarily need to write code to send people phishing emails. I mean, that's, that's pretty true. straightforward. Yeah. The other thing is, you know, and, and I'm, I'm a little bit older, you know, back in my day, you used to have to write your own code. But mm-hmm. these days, you can just buy it on the Internet. I mean, just like you buy another product. So a lot of times, people that want to be criminals can go out and buy these, you know, hacking programs and then use them. You know, they've been available online just to purchase for, you know, over a decade now. Any final thoughts, Alex? It's rough out there, but, you know, as, as I said, but the sky is not completely falling. You know, as I said, just, you know, always, uh, if something doesn't feel right, check up on it. I mean, they really rely on you kind of clicking things without thinking. And, and uh, you know, and if you're the victim, remember, you're the victim. You know, contact law enforcement. Uh, don't don't be embarrassed. Seek help. I'll bet you somewhere in this country somebody is conducting a low-tech drop-the-pigeon scam on somebody and getting them to go to a bank and draw out money to get a bigger payday. Thank you, Alex. I appreciate your time.
Anytime. Have a great day. Have a good day. Alex Hammerstone, Director of Advisory Solutions for Trusted Sec. Drop the pigeon is where, hey, look, I got this big barrel of money, and all I need you to do is give me some front money, and then I'll go get it. And people still fall for it. Back in a flash, WWL.